this time on Matters. Radiation is gross, but also necessary, but also gross. Matt and I work on bits together. All this and more on exciting. On exciting? On exciting. Just keep going. Oh, on this exciting episode of Matters. Exciting matters. Exciting matters of excitement. (laughs) His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to them. I'm Matt Noss. With me across the table, my best friend, Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? Guess what, buddy? What? I have great news. For long-time Matters listeners, Squarespace has finally gotten their shit together. Oh, good, good, good. We can now post every episode of Matters. Oh, from the beginning? From the beginning, because now the RSS feed goes back beyond 100. Oh, cool. I had not done this because I didn't want to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, But I think think it's time to at least put some classics back up there and and, and get it up and and going. Uh, The last episode was with Chris DeMars. It was. Great guy. He is yes. now moved to Denver. He is. He is in Denver. He uh, he texted me, geez, I think on Saturday. And it was like, hey, brother, got here safely. And it was like, that is what Chris would say. That is exactly <laughs> what Chris would say. Um, it was nice talking to him. Yeah. I'm glad that the move went smooth, it seems. I saw that he was uh, looking he, for a tattoo artist and a haircut. Yes, yes, yes. Looking for someone I think he said with like sweet razor skills or something. And it was like, yeah, but he is. I know he's somebody. Got a, he's he's Sweet Merck's razor skills. <laughs> I don't think those are the kind of razor skills he's looking for. I don't know. Um, Other podcast news, Matt. Yes, let's hear it. Fucking, we're launching four podcasts this month. Holy crap! Yeah. Um. So, all right. Let's like, because I, I, I honestly don't know this. So I know. I know about like corners but uh, what's so what's, corners cast is the new podcast with um with amy, amy uh mary sarah, and sarah yeah and mary and then uh james casada local improviser yeah, 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 who yeah. moved to new york and and was also in batman versus superman yes he was <laughs> and mike magyar who we've had on yeah, the show yeah, yeah, yeah also moved to new york and they have been doing podcasts together oh great um so they did one called the zero's journey and the description on that one is <laughs> the zero Yep. So <laughs> what if we took an established um, world like the world of Game of Thrones and had somebody who didn't know anything about it build their own parallel universe of it? Okay, I like the concept. Yeah, so they just did Game of Thrones, but they're going to do like Marvel in DC. Cool, and, cool, cool, cool. And, that, and that's their idea with that. And then they have another one that's more like a game show. Uh, that they've already recorded 10 episodes of. Holy crap. Which blew me away. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Okay. So I think it's called 5 to 1. And um, I think it's kind of like an Im- modified improv game. Okay. Uh, but they have the guest and they play the game and uh, ask crazy questions. And it looks like it's short and it's fun. Well, I mean, like Fight 1977 was basically an improv game, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then um, Chris and Matt writes a blockbuster uh, was a show that we launched about. They did thirty apps, so thirty apps would be Holy crap. about eight months ago. 
Um, we launched their show, mm-hmm. and they finished. Um, Chris and Matt writes a blockbuster was them truly trying to together write the next blockbuster. Right. And uh, they finished the blockbuster, and now it's uh, they're changing it to Chris and Matt abandoned format. <laughs> uh, so, okay. All right. So I think it is just them um, doing a, just a straight up, a straight up and down podcast. But okay. Chris, uh, Chris has written for multiple papers, and uh, Matt was involved with Know Your Meme. Oh, uh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. So those guys are great. Um, looking forward to kind of what's happening in their world, but they've, they've got five episodes in the can already. Oh, wow. I think they just like pick a day and then just start. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We've, we've done that before. We've done that before. It's hard. It is. It is. It's, it's hard now. It's hard now. It's my life is been really tough to do anything in terms of social. No, no. uh, Getting the episodes up has been a downright struggle. Yeah. No, it's, I I understand. I think everybody understands. I've chosen my battles and I'm like, all right, I haven't missed too bad for transmissions. <laughs> I've, I've either been later in the day or the next day, but matters mm-hmm. unfortunately has taken the hit. Well, and we haven't been able to record for for various reasons here and there. Not yeah. not always on you. Sometimes it's on me, but uh, mostly I, I I I did do my best to edit the last episode. I thought it turned out great. Uh, the um, only thing I had to cut out was, was something, something that rhymed related. Yeah, something that rhymed with another thing. So <laughs> that's all right. Course. <laughs> Sa- uh, Course rhymes. <laughs> I like. With I was just Morse. about to say Salesforce. Yeah, don't do it, Maddie. Nope. Um, my thoughts are my own. <laughs> so that's happening. We've opened up the the Roach Coach back catalog now. Oh, and, awesome! And that got a big. That got a big thing, which also means transmissions Missions can open their, from the their first. Yeah, whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our whole back catalog is out there now. Hooray. So um, I think, yeah. So I think we're ready to take a new step. Another yep, yep. another thing that means you and I are gonna have to fucking cut some commercials, baby. Oh man, okay. That's... Where where we actually uh, try to advertise on other people's shows and have them advertise on ours and and, and do all that thing. Ain't you know, no one ain't no one want to hear my voice. <laughs> hey baby. What are you talking about? I know one guy. What's, What's up, Chris? <laughs> Chris eventually will be like, "Hey fuckers. <laughs> Knock it off." Uh, I saw Chris I, I saw Chris at the Human Amusement show. Uh, Chris and Ruth were there. Oh, right, 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 right. And uh, I said, "Hi." Yeah, I, I said hi to him as well. It was nice to see them. I haven't yeah. seen them in quite a while. Yeah, it, hasn't, it has been uh, a minute. So last week, um, Matt helped me create some bits for a show that's based on the Japanese game show. Documental. Documental, which is um, a comedian in Japan finds 10 of the greatest Japanese uh, comics and has them bring 1 million yen which is the equivalent of 10,000 United States dollars. And it's a laugh you lose competition. <clears throat> Three strikes, you're out. There will be a winner. Mm-hmm. Points are kept, tallied, and here we go. So we decided to do our own version of it. And we all come up with bits and we all try to make each other laugh. So I know I'm a laugher. Mm-hmm. If you get me in an awkward situation, 
it's like a church laugh. I just, right, you just you can't help yourself. It builds and builds. It and builds and builds. And builds. Yeah. I mean, I want to laugh all the time anyway. Right. Like that is my default. I, yep. I just want to be happy. And then I'm around my friends who are some of the funniest people I know. So right. then it's like, I just want to do fun bits and have fun. Yep, yep, yep. I but, understand. But then um, you kind of want to win. Yeah. So I, I called Matt or texted Matt to tell the truth. And I was like, I need your help to come up with bits. <laughs> and uh, we did one bit that I knew I was going to do, which I downloaded a soundboard for the iPad. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like... There's an in-joke with Travis and Joe mm-hmm. about Harland Williams. <laughs> um, because when we were out to dinner with uh, Ruth and Chris, I had made a joke about Harland Williams. And Joe lost his mind. And he was like, <laughs> that is the weirdest reference. <laughs> Harland Williams is a, a deep pull. It's a weird pull. Yeah. You know, Tom Green is kind of like, all right, yep, still... In the conscience, mm-hmm. but Harlan Williams, not as much. Uh, I mean, I think that Harlan was was in some bigger things. Well, he was in Half Baked. Uh, he was in uh, something about Mary. Oh, she was the hitchhiker they pick up, and he was in a Disney movie called Rocket Man. Like he, for a while, kind of had a career going. He had, he had and, and then on. it was like people people caught on to the the fact that he's a one trick pony. And it was like, oh, no. Well, uh, he he <laughs> had a real space in that Kramer-esque role. Yeah. You yeah. know, that kind of like do nothing slacker know-it-all who's dumb. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. I, I, I think I get where you're going, yeah. Anyway, I knew that Harlan Williams would make the guys laugh. And you nearly got him see so this is this is where you and i disagree i think that you did you didn't get joe but you got travis i think that you got travis before you laughed but the judges said you left before travis i did not see the same thing i saw him laugh first i almost got joe you oh man joe looked like he had to take a serious pee like he was like tapping his foot and like concentrating on something in <laughs> he the was distance not happy about and nodding his head it was <laughs> he he really looked upset as soon as he heard the intro i could just see i could see his brow furrow a little bit and he's like where's matt going with this this isn't fair because i know he's not going to crack up <laughs> Uh, and then you said Harlan Williams, and I just saw his face go from normal Joe to all business Joe. Oh yeah, like, where it was just like, oh, oh, I gotta get serious now, y'all. And so Matt's playing for Keith. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like as soon as I saw him do that, I looked immediately over at Travis, and Travis like itched his nose really hard or something and it was like oh shit it's on and then i looked at pj and uh completely unaffected yeah yeah and chris and they're just like this is dumb i'm good what's going on here i'm safe well that's how i was through they did um travis's and pj's bit was scripts for each other to write yeah and i was safe through that because i didn't have to read 
mm-hmm. and they have to read the scripts. You, you well, you had in the second one, you had like a line or two or something, but I, I, I it was it I was didn't, nothing. It was nothing comparatively. Yeah, but what I made myself laugh because I knew I would, mm-hmm. and then I played the uh, the ham horn that yeah, <laughs> and that also made me break. Um, so I I truly got myself out. Yeah, much more than they got me out. Yeah. Uh, but, but you Joe, did you did last t- like over ten minutes, which is markedly better. Yeah, last time you said I think it was two or three minutes. I think it was so two. Yeah. yeah so you you made it a full a ten. full ten. I think you almost made it eleven. Like you were you were up there, and you, I got to come back for the last five minutes to come up to come in with oh, the bit oh, that Matt and I bit. came up with, which was just sheer body horror. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I so had, I told my friend about it and he laughed his ass off. So it Joe was like and PJ both were like you almost got me. Yeah, that that cock and balls were triumphant because <laughs> I had taken a sock. I have uh, wool laundry balls and I put uh, you know for the dryer. Mm-hmm. I put them in two socks and then, and then Matt I, was I like, fashioned you a giant cock out of. <laughs> A paper towel container. It was glorious. Oh, it was it was something else. And um, PJ was like, "Fuck, that was close." Yeah, it I was I was really hoping that you were gonna clear the floor on that one. And I just I saw them like nodding their head, like, "Yep, this is I got it normal." <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, no. But then you you started to dance. I really thought that that was like, who's going to be able to resist? And like the audience thought it was funny, but the audience thought it was funny, but they were the thing is, and it only went for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. When you're 25 minutes into it, mm-hmm. like tr- working not to laugh. You do get desensitized. So you think if you would have done that first, you you could have. If I would have been able to hang out through Joe's song, Mm -hmm. I would have made. I would have gone directly backstage Mm because that was my next move. Yeah, and I would have been able to get a couple people. I don't think I would have ever gotten Chris because I don't think he would have found that funny at all. What did he laugh at though? He laughed, he laughed at at Joe's song. Mm-hmm. So Joe wrote a song where he was like, "PJ totally sucks." <laughs> Chris totally sucks, but when it got to Travis, Travis. he was like, "Travis totally <laughs> sucked." <laughs> Matt Noss is a good, real cool dad. dad. <laughs> and that got me. I was like, perfect and i went out with with dignity and i gave everybody a hug and well they, and then the they, audience they were, was kind of pulling for me i felt they like, and they they said in the last five minutes matt gets to come back <laughs> yeah and that's when you got to do your bit yep uh, so i got to do my second bit and my third bit kind of together because the mm-hmm. cock and balls and then and the and the dance the yankee doodle yankee was farts <laughs> yeah the yankee doodle or the yankee duty dandy is what it was called yeah and when i realized that they weren't really gonna break i, I was and there was like three minutes left i yeah. was like it's a duel between these two yeah i'm gonna go and uh and uh pj won 
but only because uh, he had less strikes against him than Joe. Did. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a lot of fun. It's I was all day. I was wired up for it. Mm-hmm. I was really nervous for it. It was a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I enjoyed it. Um, to tell the truth, the the being wired all day. Yeah, I definitely. Oh did no, not. no, definitely no. did not enjoy that. No, I enjoyed coming up with the bids, but I felt like I couldn't. Because I was trying to win, I couldn't play in a way. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like, I, so no, I understand. Like, they're going to do it again for the festival, and I don't think I'm going to do it again, because now that I've done it twice, I know I'm not really yeah, made. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to get it to the 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm not really made for it. Yeah. Unless they were like, but that's the whole thing, is that you you bring fun yeah. to it. Because, like, there is a point where you're watching, and it is like, is any of this funny anymore? I thought that the audience had a good time. Yeah. I mean it's it's I really tough. I I left um Chris's bit. When I, I I was sitting there and I was trying to figure out what direction everybody was going to take. And it really depends on how well you you know each person. And I don't know Travis all that well. I don't know Joe all that well. I, we've had we've had Chris on a couple times, mm-hmm. um, and I've you know I've run into Chris like out about town and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and you know I've talked to PJ a bunch because you know he's at he's at go all the time, right? Uh, and he's been on before. Um, we need so, to have him back. God, yeah, it's we been do forever. Um, well, I mean, we should have everybody back on. That's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, Travis is engaged. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think we've ever had Joe on. We've never had Joe. I mean, on. We had Joe on uh, on transmissions, but never never matters. So just have invitation minutes. extended. Um, but it was. I did not know that PJ liked puns as much as he does. Oh my god! And then it was like, oh, that's where he's going. Oh god, okay. he's carrot top. Yeah, and then and like seeing where Chris was going, it was like. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> Chris is so cerebral. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like where he brought an understudy on, and it was oh, like, s- I don't know how. I don't know how one of them didn't go on that, where he just brings an understudy on and then sits in the corner. That was an all timer of a bit. Yeah, and they barely reacted, mm-hmm. and I would have. The been, audience thought it was funny. I thought it was amazing. I thought that was so funny. I wanted to come sit by you during it, but it was like, nope, he's got to focus. <laughs> it was hard. Like, I l- listened to a meditation thing before it. <laughs> it was the only way I could make it 10 minutes. Like, I was so focused on setting up my gear. You almost took Adderall. <laughs> I would have won if I would have had them loose Adderall. But it was nice to see Ruth and Chris. Yeah, and it was yeah. nice to make it ten minutes. It was, I mean, it, and to do our bit and yeah. and have it be the reaction. It was a lot of groans, which I love. Uh, it got that big <laughs> dick energy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, it was so wonderful. I, I I just I remember when you asked me over to do bits. All I could think of was bits, and then I got here, and it was like. 
the sound of a balloon slowly deflating. And it was like, oh no, oh no. I've, uh, uh, well, how about a, a, a turkey walks in? Where am I going to get turkey from? Uh, well, so um, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is an account. No. Uh, you walk out and you've got a really big dick. Perfect. <laughs> I love that that's the thing. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> that. <laughs> that's what I want. So what's up in your world, Maddie? Oh, I I was telling you and Catherine about this before I got here. Or I mean, before when I got here, before we recorded. Before I got here, before I was I talking here, to I was, the ether. I was, yeah, I was talking to you too. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the first time I'm hearing about it. <laughs> so, Reset, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I was telling you two um, when I got here that I have had the most difficult time getting a passport. This sounds like a real pain in the ass, man. It has been a huge pain in the butt um, where... Normally, when people are applying for a passport, they get their passport picture taken or they have someone take it and then they, you know, get it to the right dimensions and print it out and do all that stuff. Um, I have had so many mishaps trying to apply for a passport. It has taken two weeks to do this and every time I have gone to get a picture taken or I've gone to do this or that something has stopped me from doing it and so I keep telling my sister who's part of the impetus for me getting a passport that this is just a sign that I'm never supposed to leave my house again (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because I need a picture okay I go to a CVS to get my, my, my picture taken oh I'm sorry our camera's broken Okay, I will walk to the nearest CVS, which is on Woodward. I walk there. Oh, yeah, we don't do passports here. Says online you do. Oh, that's wrong. Awesome. So I walk back to work. I wasted my lunch hour that day walking to that CVS. And it was like, oh, great. Cool. Now I'm sweaty, too. So it was totally worth it. Um, Yeah, just... Every single step has been such a pain in the butt. So I have an appointment at 11 a.m. tomorrow, and I think that it's going to get rejected because the birth certificate my parents gave me does not have a seal. So Mine doesn't have a seal. And you were able to use that? I think so. Hmm. Well, then hopefully. Cause does it have a notary republic? Uh, notary. It, it does have a signed notary thing on the bottom. You're fine. <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's um, the, you need the notary. Okay, all right, because because mine just has state of Michigan, but it has no seal on it. It's like okay. a blank. It's like a green card. Well, yeah, I mean, my well, okay. So here's the problem: is mine looks like a photocopy because <laughs> it's a photocopy. Uh, but that's also what the state gives you. They don't they don't give you the like original birth certificate. They give you a copy of it when you ask for a copy. Um, and my I, I called my dad when I was um on the way home, and I was like, "Hey, Dad, I need you to do me a favor." And he said, "What?" go go look for my birth certificate he's like no problem i'll go do that and he's going through all the documents and he's like all right here's chris's 
Here's another one of Chris's. Jesus Christ, how many Chris's? Like, they have like seven of my brother's birth certificates. They have five of my sisters, five of my mom's, three of my dad's. And I was like, all right, how many do you have for me? The envelope is empty. <laughs> I was like, what are you? What? The truth is you you are timeless. Well, no, I mean, and then I started thinking like, shit, am I going to get deported? Is this Trump's America? Am I gone now? Send me to Canada, please. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go to Canada and I will just like walk across the bridge every day. <laughs> walk across the bridge. <laughs> oh no, I'll walk across. I will walk through the tunnel. Yeah, because I would just walk right right to the building. Um, <laughs> uh, my thoughts are my own. Uh, put, um, put put a ladder, <laughs> put a ladder up so I can just walk. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it has been a super pain in the butt. And uh, I am just really looking forward to this being done. So I have the passport. So if I need to leave the country, sorry, if I need to go to another country for travel, I can. If I need to leave the country. <laughs> See you later, suckers. Well, I mean, like I guess we'll find out if I'm going to leave the country in 2020. Am I right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. But yeah, no, uh, it has just been the biggest pain in the butt. That sucks. I'm so sorry to hear that. I, well, because I always hear other people talking about like, oh yeah, like I I, pff, did, I filled I out all my stuff. I, t- I took I the picture in 15 minutes, brother, and it was. Just, I found it one million percent nerve wracking, yeah. and it took a long time. Well, yeah, and, and then, then like visas then took you, me even longer. I bet the visas took a super long time. Um, but I like I I, <laughs> I bet that, you know, a lot of people don't even read. The stuff that comes along, like the first five pages of the the passport form are telling you about all the things that you need to remember, like filling out an invalid passport is like a felony and all these things. And it was like, well, I think all of this stuff is correct, but let me go back over and then I'll reread it. And it's like, it's all correct to my knowledge, but... Maybe I was lied to. I don't know. I don't <laughs> then I'm like, know. I'll call my parents. And so I actually had to reprint it because I got my mom's birth date wrong by a year. And then it was like, fuck. Well, now what do I like? God. <laughs> so I'm going like over every single detail. And then I just had to look at my birth certificate to find out their social security numbers and stuff. But um, yeah, no, it's been a real, real pain, Maddie. And I'm looking forward to it being over. So I can go back to focusing on how I have a wet basement. <laughs> Shit, you have a wet basement? I have a wet basement. That sucks. Oh, uh, well, because it's rained. Like we have had Dude, this in rain. Michigan, we have had the wettest spring, and I yeah, cannot remember. I mean, wet spring. Yeah, you know, it sounds great until it's your basement, Matt. <laughs> you can make all the sex references Sorry, I was you want. Talking about pussy. Yeah, I know. I know what you were. Um, but if if pussy smelled like my basement, <laughs> you would pass. <laughs> You took your glasses off. That's how I know. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> oh man, no, but there's there's nothing quite like getting home after a nice rainstorm and going downstairs and seeing that every single puppy training pad that you turned upside down is soaked through. Oh. Yeah, I have gone through like two or three hundred packs of those things because it was during the winter and like as soon as the snow would thaw, it would get wet in the basement. So, so what I'd are you going to gonna do? I have to have the side of the house regraded. 
Here's the problem. Every single company that I have called to give me an estimate says they'll give me an estimate and then they never give me a fucking estimate. What? Yeah. The 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 one company is a company in Rochester and they gave me like a bananas estimate. And I was like forty thousand uh, dollars. Well, no, but it was like seventeen hundred or something. And it was like to have a fifty by six by six inch spot regraded. Are you insane? So the other place was gonna give me an estimate, and the guy's like, Yeah, I'll come out soon and I'll do an estimate. I'll I'll give you a phone call. Never gave me a fucking phone call. And this is like a, a place on Angie's list that had like five A's or whatever. Not happy about it, Matt. Fuck. And so the the first place was like, well, we can we can dump off seven yards of dirt, and that'll be like three hundred bucks. Or we can do this, and that'll be nine hundred. Or we can do this, and it'll be eleven hundred. Um. And I was gonna tell him like, look, just just dump the dirt, and I'll do it myself. Um. But. And they never called me back so I could tell them to give me the fucking dirt. Like, just, I don't know how these places can stay in business when they don't fucking call their potential customers back for a $2,000 bill. Because they're trying to get the 10, 20, 30. Well, and the guy even told me, like, yeah, we do you in between big jobs. Yep. And it's like, wow, $2,000 for an afternoon's work doesn't mean anything to you guys? Fuck you. It doesn't. That's the fucking kick in the teeth. Is that they're you know if you want to if you want to have a great business, just service fifty to a hundred thousand <laughs> small jobs, but no, they all yeah. want like corporate. They all want like yeah. yeah. It just it's a pain. It's really ass. it's really irritating because my basement keeps it doesn't flood. You know, there's there's no structural damage being done, but it's like the cats peed on because this is this is literally what. St- started me putting the pee pads on the face down is I thought my cats were peeing outside of the box and I I just kept thinking that they were just doing it all over the place and I was getting really mad at the cats and then sometime last fall it had rained and I had forgotten to put pee pads down and I saw a bunch of water and I initially started yelling at the cats and then I looked at it and I was like no, that's just water. And so I, I put the pads upside down and I soaked it up and I put it in the garbage. And then it was like, have I been yelling at them this whole time? And they weren't guilty? And then I went and I, I got them treats. And I was like, I'm so, I, I was just kidding, guys. Um, hey, you know I'm what? a bad dad. I just admit it right now that I am hey, a terrible here's father. The Daddy drinks. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, they know. <laughs> <laughs> they they see all the, they see all the whiskey bottles turned on their side. They the, I'm a I'm a I'm a stereotype. So yeah, no, they they get it. They know dads uh, got problems. We haven't talked about this either. Uh, Chet was in town the other week. He was. He was. Uh, yeah, we we met him for lunch. And it was just nice to see him. It was. We and got to see Jay and Janice and Chet and, and the two of us. I never so. leave the Rensen yeah, to go and, to lunch. And I actually took the the half day off because Chet um, let it, let me know on Slack, like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Let Nos know. And so I let you know. And I was like, hey, Maddie, Chet's going to be, we're all going to meet at, like, you know, uh, Founders, Founders downtown. Uh, downtown. Come out. So if I you was can. Like, and I so I took the half day because because you know I didn't want to have to go back to lunch and not go to Founders and not have a beer right so right. 
So I couldn't do that. Right. You you had like a meeting that you had to take. Well, what happened was oh, this never happens. But of course, because I left the building, it happened. I got called by a director. Oh, geez. Being like, hey, do you know what's going on with this thing that I didn't know what was going on? So then I had to like make like 700 phone calls. Right. My, my thought is my own. And it wasn't like I'm angry at my director. That is no, their right. They're, yeah, they're, they're asking you, they're trying to find out things that they need to know. Yeah. Exactly. So I wasn't, I totally it wasn't not an upset thing, but it was just like, you didn't seem upset. I, I didn't mean to convey that you were upset. Yeah. I just meant that you had to take a bunch of phone calls because fucking fearing. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but no i was just dumbfounded it was like of all the days to have oh of course the day that you don't want phone calls you get a million yeah because it was like i never leave to get into my car yep to drive somewhere for lunch that is well and that is something that you told me in like my first week or two when i started working in the renaissance center is oh, Matt, no one ever leaves the Renaissance Center. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no one. No one leaves. Yeah, it's a big to-do to leave. Yeah, like I have walked to other buildings. Like I have walked across the street to get lunch. And I've, you know, we've walked, what is it, to... Millinder. Yeah, to Millinder to get, you know, Thai food or whatever. But... People generally don't leave the Renaissance Center to get lunch. And when when Jen worked downtown and she was like, hey, guys, we should get lunch. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so one day I was like, Matt, we're going to get lunch with Jen, right? And you were like, Matt, no one ever leaves the building. <laughs> well, the thing is that it's 15 minutes, really. To- it, it is. It Once you get down the elevator and then you get out of the Renaissance Center, which takes five minutes, yep. then getting to wherever you're going in the city is another 10 minutes. So you, you really, you need to budget an hour and a half at least for lunch. Huge. And that's the whole thing. It's like, because Quicken is go down the elevators, leave the lobby. Yeah. And you're in the thick of it. Yeah, you're you're in campus Martius, yeah. So so you're we are not. We're not. So then it's just nothing but lines too. Yeah. So Yeah, so we would have to walk twenty minutes to get to a bunch of lines for food trucks. Exactly. And I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> or we could just go to park. Okay. There wouldn't be as many lines because they're fancy. Because they're fancy. But yeah. I'm not spending three thousand dollars for lunch. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's such a high level problem. It's not even worth mentioning. Yeah, um, but and I mean, there it's not like there aren't places to eat in the Renaissance Center, and and that's pretty much why it's like, well, you want to do pie bellies again? <laughs> I've been going to Tower Five Hundred and Six Hundred and getting myself a salad every day. Uh, Matt, what what is what what's in Tower Five Hundred Six Hundred? There's a that deli that's there. Oh, geez, that's what my coworkers are talking about. Yes. I didn't know. So if you go to f- the 500, 600 uh, crossover, there is a deli there and they have a salad bar and you can get. That is what my coworker keeps talking about. She keeps talking about how she made a salad that her, that my other coworker showed her how to make. And it was like, the fuck are you talking about salad bar? <laughs> yep. So I, I've been going over there because I'm trying to turn around um my rapid weight gain um <laughs> i was like 20 pounds away from 300 so i was like you know this is a good time to stop um eating drinking pop 
Uh, oh no, you were drinking pop again? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, no. He got back in my system. Oh no. That sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> Everybody falls off the wagon, man. I fell off hard. And yeah. then uh, I'm like, I need to hey, stop. Hey man, whiskey. Whiskey's my thing, so. <laughs> need to stop blaming. Uh, I, have a, I have a daughter. Uh, like, she's getting easier and easier to watch as the day goes by. Mm-hmm. Not that it's like you can't pay attention, but mm-hmm. you know. You could I mean. always get one of those running strollers. That would mean I, I like running. But you're showing you're showing Rosemary the world, baby. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I'm down eight pounds, which is cool. That's good. That's really good. Um, I uh, I I thought that I had gone back over what my goal had been, mm-hmm. and so I was I was sitting there like feeling kind of angry and terrible and then i went to a doctor's appointment and i took off my shoes and like my wallet and i took a bunch of stuff off um and i I, you know i i still wasn't like where i wanted to be and then i was at my friend's apartment and i was sleeping there so like i you know i had my clothes off and i just had like a a pair of basketball shorts and a t-shirt on and I stepped on the scale and I was way under what I thought I was like six pounds under what I thought oh, wow. I was. And it was like, Oh no, I'm exactly at my target. Nicely done. Time to go get another bottle of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there is, there is a, uh, a liquor store that is right around the corner from my house. It's like a mile and a half from my house, but that's around the corner. Um, and when I went there, because my friend needed a bottle of wine for a party. It was like, all right, we're going to try this place as a last resort. She walked in, she found her bottle of wine, and I just kind of looked. I was Jake and Elwood when they go into the Triple Rock and they see the the light come down on Jake. Um, I walked in and it was just whiskey as far as the eye could see. And like a third of it was scotch. It was like, all right, okay. My this place, this place is all right with me. Um, yeah, so they had scotch I didn't know I could get in the United States. Really? Yeah. I had never seen this scotch anywhere in any of the higher-end right liquor around, stores. Right around your, the corner. Napa Valley Wine. It is at 15 and Mound, man. I They had... This is this was something that blew my mind. They had peated American whiskey, which yeah, I had had a peated bourbon that was from the Detroit area. I will not say who made it, and I took a sip and it was fucking terrible, and I spit it out. Yeah, I would I would not imagine that peating is a great American process. Um, but the the one looked where it was like, all right, okay. I might give this a shot someday. And then it was like 80 bucks. And I was like, nope. That's <laughs> kind of expensive. That's that's expensive for an experiment. So I will I will oh, not wait. do that. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, like Konamara, the peated Irish whiskey, is $40. And it is good. I will just do two of those. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, they, they had Deanston, which I had never seen. Never uh, they seen had, that? They had two Deanstons. They had the... Um, the white oak Deanston and the sherry cask, uh, cask Deanston, and it was like, oh man! And I had, uh, I had, I was talking to a guy at a bar, and 
the guy was talking about how he had just come back from Scotland with his wife and his brother and sister-in-law and how they had taken the tour where like they, you know, they went all around um, Scotland going to the famous distilleries and they went to one Deanston and he was like, holy shit, that stuff was the best scotch that I had like in my tour or one of the best anyway. And so, you know, I immediately was like, hey, I can't find you in the United States. Give me a bottle. And so he got, you know, like a bottle and his brother got a bottle or whatever. Um, And so I wrote it in my phone. Good scotch. Deanston. I walk in. What's the first fucking bottle I see? It's Deanston. Deanston. And I just immediately ran up and grabbed it. And like there was a little dust, so I didn't lick it. But like that's usually what I what I think of doing when someone wants something I want is just like, oh, now it's mine and you can't have it. Uh, and I I got that bottle and like it. It's not overly peaty, but it is not super light like an Irish whiskey or even like a Glenfiddich or a Glenlivet. It like is it's, definitely. It is. It is. I would say in the twenty percent and under peat scales. So it's okay. not it's not super smoky, but it's but there. it is it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I read I read a lot about whiskey. <laughs> uh because Google knows what I'm looking for now. And so in my like whenever I am looking through my Google feed, there's like thirty to forty percent whiskey articles. And so it's like, oh well okay, I'll read about this and I'll read about that. Um and so I was reading an article, maybe it was, Inqu- not the Inquirer, uh, the Esquire, I think, that was like, does does blended wi- or does blended Scotch still have a place? And it was like, fuck you, yes it does. Shut up, you're stupid. What's wrong with you guys? You know, like not everybody wants to go and and spend fifty dollars on a single malt that they're not gonna like. Johnny Walker Black. There's nothing wrong with it, man. It's fine. Yeah, like I, I was at a um a happy hour thing with my coworkers and I was telling them that like if I go to a bar and I'm looking at their selection and I can't really make out all the labels and the the, the guys waiting to get me the whiskey list, I'll just I'll just order a Johnny Walker Black and I I refer to it as the JG Wentworth of scotches. If I <laughs> If I want to get drunk and I need a scotch now. <laughs> Johnny Walker Black. Black. And my my boss's boss laughed so hard he hit his head on the table. And it was like, God, that was just a throwaway line. I didn't think he was going to laugh at that. But that, I mean, seriously, I, I have a bottle of Johnny Walker Black at my house right now. And, uh... I bought the Johnny Walker Gold, uh, which is their 18-year, um, just because that was like when when our company gave us a bonus. I was like, all right, I'm going to take 99% of that and just keep it in my savings, and then I'm going to take 1% of that. I'm going to buy a nice bottle of scotch. Right. And, you know, I didn't want to spend like $200 or $300 on like a 24-year Glenfiddich or whatever so it was like all right I'm just gonna get this it's not super expensive but it's you know the highest level one that I have and you know I'm saving that for uh 
a friend of mine, um, my friend Pooja, uh, is currently a resident, but she's about to graduate in, geez, two weeks. And she is moving to Texas. And so she likes whiskey. I like whiskey. Uh, she's She likes scotch, but not as much as I do. And so I was like, all right, I'll go and I'll buy us like a, a nicer bottle of scotch and we can drink that and, you know, have a have a good time and you know I'm, I'm struggling to think of right 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 toast yeah 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 thank you thank you toast um you know toast to your time in Detroit and so here's to you yeah and so you know I got an and I mean I've I've got like if she doesn't like that one I've got like ten other bottles of scotch she can choose from um but you know. That but that was that was one of the the reasons why I got it right. Like I was gonna go buy a nice bottle of scotch, and you know, I knew my friend was gonna be leaving at the Perfect. end of June. So yeah, everything kind of kind of worked out that so way. So Catherine um, made a promise to her team that if they were region of the year, she would bring Dom P to uh, oh, no way. their summer meeting, and they got region of the year. Oh no. So, oh no for Catherine. <laughs> exactly. So she I was like, uh, are you flying or driving? She's like, I think I'm gonna fly. I'm like, okay, well, Costco sells dumb pee. Oh no way. And it's buck fifty a bottle. Yeesh. You need at least three bottles. At least. Because a magnum, a magnum from a liquor store, which is one point five five is 360 i want to say might even be more so i'm like you're better off just getting three bottles yeah and and doing it up and then making everybody else buy what they need to buy right but um we found it we 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 got it covered but i was like get a nebuchadnezzar and get everybody wasted (laughs) (laughs) because i think a nebuchadnezzar is like a double magnum or a triple magnum jesus christ yeah like when you they there's like all these sizes and they all have ridiculous names. names i love the the fact that it's called a nebuchadnezzar <laughs> yep me too i would like a solomon please <laughs> we yeah we watched uh what we did a dinner uh new year's eve at alinea and they in chicago in chicago which was a treat I a bet. real a real big treat for each other we might do alinea again this year we've oh, talked nice. about it um, because they've completely revamped everything again. Well, for the ten year, they revamped everything. Mm-hmm. We haven't been back since they revamped everything. Oh, okay. So we went there three times before the revamp, and we have not been back since the revamp. Okay. But the last time that we were there was this New Year's Eve, and they sabered a Nebuchadnezzar, a. Bal- oh, salmon balacourt i think is what it is i don't know if i see the bottle i'd be like that's the one uh, <laughs> but a fancy bottle a fancy bottle and like they were holding it and they sabered it and it was like it was amazing it was so fucking cool um yeah so fine dining it's amazing yeah 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 all right well let's take a break all right. and we'll be back with more matters after this <laughs> Sleep last night 
and back to Natters. You've reached the part of the show where we talk what we're into this week, talk about what we're into this week, or talk into this week we are. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> this week we, in the NOS house, finished Chernobyl, the five-part documentary, not documentary, five-part miniseries. That's the word that I was looking for. On the Chernobyl incident mm-hmm. of 1986. I am on part four. I have not watched last night's episode. Um, I I probably will on Thursday. It um, is unbelievable how well they tell this difficult shrouded oh, yeah. in mystery they, they make what seems like just a procedural nightmare terrifying I, that I have, second episode if i say it once ending, i say it a thousand times it is a horror, horror movie. movie where radiation is the monster exactly absolutely i remember seeing the the trailer for it and that was like what what the av club and a bunch of other places were saying is this looks terrifying. It's terrifying. like this. This doesn't look like your your typical. Oh, hey, this is what happened. This looks like oh shit. <laughs> well, when you finish episode four next week, I, what I want to ask you about is kind of the main question of the show, which is like truth and the story. Mm-hmm. And um, because that's kind of what the whole thing is about, Mm -hmm. is that there's the truth, the undeniable 100%. This is what happened. Yep. Science can prove it. Every 100% unfallible truth, infallible Mm -hmm. truth. There you go. There we go. Infallible truth. And then there's the story. Yeah. And it's very interesting that this is coming out right now that we're in this we've never necessarily we haven't had in a very long time in this country even though we've had in this country many points of time where the truth has been so subjective mm-hmm. but where the truth has been malleable to the point where it is yeah right I, I think it is it is such a chilling story about the price that you pay it's it's a story about the price of lies yeah you know it's a story about the price of omission Mm -hmm. the price of not doing the right thing Mm -hmm. you know when you watch episode and you probably i mean you're one of the most well-read person people i know persons sure why not one though but yeah like you're worldly and you pay attention to the news and you pay attention to the things that happen mm-hmm. um the final episode of the season covers what happened and why it happened and when you hear it you're like how far away is anybody like mm-hmm. I, I read, and I, I have not fact-checked this, that in the, uh, in the past, the United States, by accident, dropped a hydrogen bomb in North in Carolina. Like North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, oh yeah, absolutely they did. And the only thing that saved us is that the uh, ignition or whatever would activate the bomb 
was faulty. Didn't, yep. That it yeah. didn't work. Yeah, and what saved us from a nuclear war with Russia was that uh, I think it was in North Dakota, a sonar operator, there was there was malfunctioning equipment that looked like there was a bombing raid coming from Russia and he verified instead of hitting the alarm, he was like, wait, 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 no, 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 something, something's, something's wrong here. And so he made sure to verify before he just hit the, hit the red button. It was a false alarm, but he saved, <laughs> he saved us all. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's tons of instances where people were like, wait, 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 something doesn't smell right here. Or instances of just dumb luck where something didn't work that was supposed to, and it ended up not destroying humanity. But, I, not but. We pay the price and reap the benefit of the atomic age every day. Mm-hmm. And the price of the atom is heavy. It is, and eventually, eventually we will reap what we have sown with the atom because we have so much nuclear waste building up, and it's like, what what are we gonna do with it all? Because we got to put it somewhere, and wherever we put it, there are going to be consequences. It's it's a chilling, chilling. Uh, a series it and is, i think it it's a terrifying. must watch I, I think it's a must watch yeah it uh, is it is some of the best um storytelling it is and it is it's unrelenting it's unrelenting and it's heartbreaking and the sacrifice that these people made saved us all yeah i mean w- when you find out what the actual scope would have been of this disaster it would not have stopped at the Ukrainian border. It would have not stopped at the Polish border. It would have gone all the way into Western Europe. It, and honestly, that is that is the initial damage. It could have wiped out most of Western Europe. Yep. Easily. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah, especially if they wouldn't have dealt with it the way if if they would have approached it the way they should have from the beginning, it probably wouldn't have been as bad. But they didn't. And if it wasn't for the people who sounded the alarms when they did, it could have been so much worse. And it, what scares me, I mean, Fukushima still scares me. I think it should any rational it should, it should scare anybody any, anybody who's rational and understands. Like I didn't un, like this whole process of watching Chernobyl has been a huge education on nuclear power for me. Yeah. Because like it's so easy not to think about. Mm-hmm. It's so easy not to think about like what they're trying to do with enriched uranium Mm -hmm. and splitting the atom to cause water to boil Mm. to turn turbines to turn a turbine and you know like there's no smoke 
is just self-contained. Yeah, I mean, on paper, leaves. What leaves is just water. Yeah, no, I mean, on paper, it is. On paper, it's great, but beautiful. Then then you you start dealing with the fact that you have to get rid of these rods once they're spent, and they will be dangerous to be around for fifty thousand years, seventy thousand years, a hundred thousand years. And where do you put them? You know, I mean, they're. Every time they say they're going to put them somewhere, the the people are like, not in my backyard. And it's like, I, hey, dude, I get it. I wouldn't want it in my backyard either. But at some point, we're all going to have to agree they have to be put somewhere where it won't eventually get out. But the fact is, no matter where we put it, eventually it will get out. out. You know, we could put it five miles deep. We could, we could drill a hole all the way to the the mantle and dump all of it there but eventually it would find its way back well that's the whole thing is like what do you do you put it in the marianas trench you put it in the deepest part of the ocean mm-hmm. eventually it will get its way back to you you know if we put it in the mantle and it was just dropped into molten lava Okay, but eventually there's going to be a consequence to this. There is never not a consequence. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to dig miles like 5 or 6 miles into the crust to get there, but yeah, no. Eventually it's going to make its way back to you, dude. That's the whole thing. It's like that's what's terrifying about it. Is that we're still using it yeah, I mean, if there was some way that we could just shoot it directly into the sun, go nuts, dude, do it. But the fact is there is no way to, to accurately shoot it into the sun where it will not eventually fall back to Earth. You know, like I, if we had sky elevators where we could take it to a station that then sent a rocket directly towards the sun and no fuss, no muss, Awesome, cool. We don't have sky elevators, so we can't do it. So your idea has flown out the window, Arthur C. Clarke and Isaac Asimov. You need to come up with practical solutions now. And I know that there are some bacteria that will actually feed on the like radioactive byproduct and like poop out not that, but that is really isolated stuff and there are going to be consequences to those things too you know it's cool that we that we reached the atomic age and we figured out all the things we could do but now it's time to start figuring out other things we can do right there hasn't been any innovation yeah it it was like oh we we found out how to um split the atom and then fuse the atom cool um we're just gonna stop now and like with 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 my job with development, if you just stop learning new things, you become stagnant, and then you lose your job. And I learned that the hard way. Um, and, and with, and that's with this not kind to of say stuff, that there hasn't been developments in nuclear plants. There's been there's been upgrades, and they've they've added safety, especially since Chernobyl. They've added safety features and stuff like that. But then when you find out exactly how vulnerable those plants are it's like oh well we haven't learned a whole lot 
Because what? everybody says that won't happen here. You know, just like people say, oh, well, my office won't have an active shooter. Fuck, n- fuck yes, it will. Yeah, you and I both know, because we work for the same parent company, that we have to go through active shooter training. Yeah. And other companies have to go through the same exact thing. And people always say, well, not not in my office. But it's like, well, no, but everyone says that. And then it happens in their office. So stop navel gazing and stop indulging yourself to think that you're not vulnerable and start helping come up with solutions, I guess. Well, on that uh, hot note, hot what are you into this week, Maddie? Uh, well, one of them was Chernobyl. So you covered that. Um, there is a show on Netflix called Dead to Me that stars Linda Cardellini. Yes, I've uh, heard of this. And Jesus Christ, I can't believe I just totally blanked on her name. It is um, Kelly Bundy. Kelly Bundy, yes. Christina Applegate. Thank you. God, (laughs) Christina Applegate. Basically, what it was when I when I saw the cast list, it was like, oh, the two biggest crushes I had in the nineties, cool. <laughs> um, but also two women with great comic timing, uh, two women who are good actresses, or I should say actors, right? Uh, but also, I was watching it while I was donating blood the last time, um. And so the the um, the women that work at the Red Cross know me pretty well because I'm there so frequently. Um, and when I'm there, I'm there for two to three hours at a time. So I had my iPad and I was, you know, you have to keep your arms straight. You can't bend them because you have two giant needles in both your arms. And so I'm sitting there and it was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch a bunch of episodes of Dead to Me. And so it gets to the turn at the very end of the first episode and my jaw fucking dropped and the nurse that's the head of that branch saw me and walked over and was like are you good and i was like i just can't believe what just happened and she looks and she goes oh my god you're watching dead to me i know (laughs) and then we and then she she wanted to talk about it but i was like first episode first episode first episode don't tell me anything and she was like ah next time you're here we'll talk about it but yeah, like I watched another like five or six episodes. I haven't finished the the season just because I've been really busy with other stuff. But um, the I remember reading, I think it was AV Club, was like you're watching the first episode and it's it's good, but you're not expecting it, and then it happens, and you're like, oh shit, this is TV. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is what you want. This is the kind of turn that's like, oh shit, this is writing. I forgot what this was like because I keep getting spoon-fed nonsense. And the fact that they have such strong leads. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. It watch that first episode. I'll probably watch it once you leave. Watch that first episode and then text me at the end. Okay. Done. All right, because they're 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 twenty two minute episodes. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah, so you get that shit yeah. done. Because I'm starting to fade. Yeah, uh, and so the last thing I'm in, really looking forward in three weeks, or geez, not even three weeks, two weeks to the second season of Dark, and then in 
a month from today third season of stranger things i'm looking way forward to that yeah can't, can't wait, wait can't wait can't wait i think it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great i love the trailer i love the yeah. mall I love, I love i love that baskin's baskin robbins is changing um to god whatever something scoops for you know for the time being and having like stranger things related ice cream smart. stuff yeah no, it's, it's smart i like i like what they're doing and uh I can actually remember 85. So yeah, 85 yeah. is it, it starts to get in my memory banks. Yeah, 84 and 85 or yeah. 84 is like the first year I remember popular culture stuff. Don't remember anything that happened in my life, but Ghostbusters. I remember seeing that in the movie theater. So do I. So great. You can get in father. You can get in contact with us at Matters Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And our email is matterspod at gmail.com. I am at Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Cardi Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. There it is. I'm Matt Noss77. Matt.Noss77 on Instagram. There you go. I'm, I'm, I put up pictures of vinyl records every once in a while. He does. As I, I don't do. know what that record is in the background, but it kind of looks like booger wearing blood overall yes blood roll uh, blood visions by uh, jay retard um i'll play a little bit of it have you ever heard this record no i have not oh i love this record okay. uh we'll talk to you on the next episode of matters, matters. <sighs>